Hello and welcome back to the Two Furs Boxing Show, episode 11. After what has been a pretty dominated by the lightweight and technically super lightweight divisions um, over the weekend, a lot of American action. Um, I believe there was a MTK card that was on on the Friday night. Uh, Jay Harris, I think, was shocked by uh, his opponent. I haven't actually watched the fight. I'm not really going to be touching on it too much, but just thought that I would mention that uh, we obviously have had some UK action, but uh, the hours that I'm working at, the, the pub that I work at at the moment, you know, very unsociable hours. The, U the US fights are usually work quite well because I'll get back home just about in time for the main event. So, yeah, it was great. You know, I sort of came back home on the Saturday night and watched Lomachenko and then watched Javonta Davis. Uh, those are the fights that we're going to be talking about today and I was very surprised um has completely gone unnoticed by me that there's not really to my attention from what I've seen there's no boxing on this weekend um so I can imagine that this is going to be a pretty short episode uh even though they're not particularly long anyway but yeah I don't know I don't know who we're going to start with I guess we kind of want to start with Javonta Davis I think his was the more conclusive, the more well-all-rounded performance. Um, I don't know if you'd say it was career best because, you know, was losing quite a lot of the a lot of the rounds. Um, really had to kind of dig deep against a much naturally bigger guy that height and reach advantage um, against Mario Barrios, who uh, yeah definitely you know gave it everything. Um, looked really good. Uh, but was just still, even at 140 pounds, uh, wasn't able to take the pure, raw power of Javonta Davis. Um, and I think it's just so impressive. Um, speaking to a couple of people at work last night, that you know, a guy that size just should not be able to punch that ridiculously hard. Um, you know, 10 pounds heavier than the air, the weight class that he last fought at. Um, it really is, really is. Um, an incredible feat by Javonta Davis to, you know, not necessarily become a free weight world champion, but to just move up to 140 pounds and take on a fringe world level guy. Um, and yeah, just do that kind of damage to him. Um, yeah, freak of nature, freak of nature power really does scare me. Um, completely unnatural for, you know, guys to kind of move up weights like that and still hurt their opponents in the way that he hurt Barrios, who had never really looked hurt, even then that fight. Um, uh, the world title fight. Who's does he fight in the world title fight? I keep going to say Akhmedov, but that's not right. Um, like Even in that fight, Barrios didn't really look hurt. Like He got stunned a couple of times, maybe. But um, against Akhmedov, it is Akhmedov. Um, you know, but Barrios still kind of was digging deep in that fight. In this fight, it was just a little bit too much. And that's just what's so scary about Javonta Davis. Um, brilliant, brilliant performance from Javonta Davis, really. Um, you know, I don't really understand what Floyd was saying to him. I think it was round nine. He said that on the unofficial scorecards that he was down. Um, I wasn't really scoring the fight because I joined it halfway through. Obviously watching the Lomachenko fight and then switched over to Javonta Davis. Um... Yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't think I really saw that. Um, I think it was about even at the time that Floyd came over. Um, 
you know, you probably could have had Davis winning after the two knockdowns. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a good performance. I mean, upon hearing that, Davis went out there, he knew what he had to do and provided us with another knockout. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good feat to win the WBA regular belt, I suppose, in some people's minds. From a promotional standpoint, they can milk that uh, free world, world champion status. Um, and, you know, BoxRec, they currently have him as, like, number one uh, in the super lightweight division, which is it is laughable, it really is. Um, don't get me wrong, Javonta Davis is a very good fighter, but, um, you know, it's disrespectful, I suppose, is the way to do it. Disrespectful to... Um, kind of say that Josh Taylor isn't number one in the world in the super lightweight division. Um, will Javonta Davis carry on at super lightweight? I just don't think so yet. Um, I think it was more just to test the waters to see how it was going. And I think, yeah, like I was saying, could have very easily gone very wrong for Javonta Davis in that fight. You know, it was sink or swim. He managed to wade through those waters and get the stoppage and another win on his record, keep his undefeated record intact. I believe he'll go back down to lightweight. I really think that's where you'll see the best of Jonathan Davis, um, especially with the fights that can be made there. You've got Ryan Garcia, Tiafimo Lopez, Devin Haney, Lomachenko. A lot of people still really want to see that fight, um, but it's good for him to pick up this trinket and it keeps his options open. Um, but I think... Josh Taylor, Regis Prograde, these guys are just a little bit too far away from him. Um, lightweight, lightweight is 100% where you'll see the best of Javonta Davis. Um, that's 100% what I agree. It just just looked like it was, the size just looks a little bit of an issue. Um, even though he's able to hurt these guys, Josh Taylor's a big, big super lightweight. And I think a little bit more, obviously, seasoned than Mario Barros, um, the better fighter of the two. Um I just think it would be a step too far for Davis just just yet. Um, you know, so much can happen in the lightweight and super lightweight divisions right now. You've got Josh Taylor talking of moving up to fight Terence Crawford or waiting for that Teofimo Lopez fight. You know, those belts are eventually going to become vacant. Um, so who knows? Uh, Javonte Davis might just bide his time and uh, wait for the right opportunities. That's 100% what I would do. Um, I'd love to see him against Loma. I think it makes perfect sense. Um, Loma looked really good in his comeback um, against Nakatani, um, who, very limited fighter, and I feel a bit harsh saying that, actually, because, you know, gave Tiafimo Lopez, the person who beat Lomachenko, a lot of problems, um, stopped Felix Vadejo, who was like a promising talent in the lightweight division, um, a few months to a year ago now, I think it was at the end of last year, I'm not too sure, um, so yeah, I you know I kind of expected that fight to maybe go the distance. I think it um it proved that Lomachenko is back to his original self in the Tiafimo Lopez fight. It didn't look right. I think everyone can agree on that. But you know we can't take anything away from Tiafimo Lopez. He did very well in the build up. It was all it can in Tiafimo land this punch, and he outboxed Lomachenko for you know the first six rounds at least giving him a great lead on the cards. Um, with Nakatani, completely the opposite. Lomachenko started fast. It was one-way traffic. He dominated and just beat up Nakatani um, until he got the stoppage in the sixth round. Um, 
and yeah, that's pretty much what I think a lot of people were uh, predicting. I did have a look at the odds later on in the week, and um, you know, you kind of see that Lomachenko to win early was the more favoured result. Um, I just thought it would go the distance. I thought Nakatani, big guy, at lightweight, um, you know, got the height and reach, uh, but just against someone as special as Lomachenko, um, just didn't. Um, just yeah, just looked limited. Just didn't look as good as we've seen him in the past. That oh, was the ninth round, was it? Sorry, not the sixth round. Blimey, that was way off. But just looked, yeah, just looked a little bit limited against uh, Lomachenko. And uh, I'm not too sure where he goes for, from now. But um, was watching the uh, the boxing betting podcast show uh, with Tom Craze and Craig Scott was on there last week. Um, he gave out a very a uh, nice little quote which was referring to the Ericsson Lubin and uh, Jason Rosario fight which I still need to watch but it was more how what he mentioned was Jason Rosario who reminded him of uh, Hasim Rachman you know scored that stunning knockout over Lennox Lewis and then earned himself a couple of paydays Nakatani very similar kind of position you know gave Lopez a lot of problems and then stopped Felix Dejo a lot of people were like maybe we should rate him I'm pretty sure he's got paid well against Lomachenko. So maybe they'll give him a couple more fights. Who knows? Um, not too sure who can fight next. But as I said, for, for Lomachenko and and for Javonta Davis, it, you know, what is that? The, the WA regular lightweight title would be on the line because Davis holds that. Um, I just want to see that fight now. It's been way too long. They were both campaigning at the super featherweight division many years ago now. And it just makes a lot of sense for those two to come together now, um, put it all on the line. And look, it's, it's a fight for the ages. You know, we're talking about the four kings and Lomachenko is kind of forgotten about in that sentence. Um, but I think it's just because a lot of the, you know, all the four kings are these young American prospects. So they're not prospects anymore. They're all world champions or, um, you know, world level contenders. If Javonta Davis beats Lomachenko, you know, where, where do you kind of put him? It depends on the fashion that he beats Lomachenko. Um, you know, you, you kind of have to say that if Javonta Davis knocks out Lomachenko, he's right there in the bargaining chip for, you know, the Tifimo Lopez, the Haney fights, the Ryan Garcia fights, really puts a, a lot of credit to his name. Uh, problem with that is that at the end of uh, Javonta Davis's fight, they were talking about keeping everything in house. Um, so I just don't know what the possibilities are. I think Lomachenko is targeting a Tiafimo Lopez rematch, but personally, I just don't want to see it. Um, you know, I'd rather see Tiafimo Lopez get the business done against Cambosis. That's the thing. You kind of got to wait for that fight to go ahead. Um, and then, you know, maybe Lopez fights, maybe he moves up to £140 and fights Josh Taylor. I'd love to see that fight. Um, I don't think it's an impossible ask for Teofimo Lopez, who's, you know, young, powerful, uh, probably will carry his power up because he's very big at lightweight. Apologies for that. Obviously, camera just ran out of battery there. Um, but yeah, we were talking about the potential of Lomachenko and Javonta Davis fighting. Um, obviously, Javonta Davis being with PBC. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know who 
Javonta Davis can fight that's under PBC and Mayweather promotions. They want to keep everything in house. Um, and there's been a lot of talk about this over social media. It is a you know crying shame. It's an overused statement, but yeah, I just I don't know. I think that all these promoters need to work together. Um, ESPN and Top Rank managed to come up with an amazing deal to keep uh, Tiafimo Lopez with them as like an exclusive deal. I think um, after his next fight will go ahead being on Triller. Um, so I don't know. It's a, it's a whole bit of a mess, boxing politics and all that. Um, and it's a shame that we've got those four young guys, as well as Lomachenko, um, and they're all kind of a bit miss and match. I think the most likely one that you'll see of that bunch is Haney versus Car Garcia. Um, obviously, after Garcia goes through all his um, personal problems and then then has to win against Javier Fortuna, I believe, um, then maybe we'll see that fight probably early next year. Um but as for everybody else, I just don't know. I think Lopez Lomachenko, you're probably likely going to see a rematch for that. Um, I think Lomachenko needs to go in that a little bit more. Sounds harsh to say and wrong to say, but like more confident in himself. Uh, just looked too weary in the first six rounds and wasn't downloading the data and then using it. He was just wading through, taking time and you know taking hits. Um, until he realised that he needed to actually force the action. So, I don't know. Interesting times ahead for the lightweight and super lightweight divisions. Um, look, whatever happens, I think I'll be excited to see um, what happens next for both guys. Uh, I think even for, for John to Davis, you know, it was a very interesting matchup between him and Barrios. A really, really fun fight. And, uh, you know, whether it's at super lightweight, lightweight or super featherweight, very much looking forward to it. Um... I think the Gary Russell Jr. actually, before I move on, the Gary Russell Jr. fight for Lomachenko uh, definitely still interests me. And they fought a very long time ago. Uh, so yeah, I, that's that's just another one. Another one that I would be very much interested in seeing. Um, you know, Lomachenko a bit older now. Uh, Gary Russell Jr. Uh, a very big winning streak now. Maybe things have changed, who knows. Um, yeah, so we haven't actually got any fights that are on this weekend. So we've just got a couple of topics. Um, the first one being is that Callis Sauerland, who is now part of Wasserman Boxing, a uh, very big sort of like boxing merge uh, between two promotional companies. Um, they are talking or hinting at a very big fight for Chris Eubank Jr., who signed with them, uh, I want to say, earlier this year. Uh, you know, exciting times. I'd imagine that they're kind of talking about a world title fight. Um but 100% saying that it's a very big fight. And I just don't know who it could be. Like, is he going to fight Golovkin? I just don't know if that's in Golovkin's immediate plans. But then he didn't want to face Charlo um, or Andrade. So maybe it is Chris Bank Jr. Maybe that's the money that Golovkin kind of needs at this stage of his career. Um, I think, you know... Despite the criticism, Eubank Jr. did look very good against Marcus Morrison. Wasn't about getting the knockout in that fight. Was just kind of taking it easy. Bonding with Roy Jones Jr. as their only first fight together. Um, and I think, yeah, this next fight, they're both talking that it wants to be a world title. Uh, Callis Sauerland's talking about they want it to be for a world title. So, yeah, I think he could very, very likely get his shot at 
uh, get his shot at Golovkin. Um, I don't think he'll fight Charlo. It doesn't make any sense why he would leave PBC and then go and fight Charlo, but I could very much be wrong. Um, Callis Allen's works uh, has worked with PBC before, I believe. Um, unless it's Andrade, but Andrade is a terrible, terrible matchup for Chris Eubank Jr., so I just don't see that. Um, yeah, look, there's plenty of options for Chris Eubank Jr. I would love to see him face Liam Williams even. Um, but I just don't get what this big, big fight could be. Um, the big, big fight in that division, I believe, is Golovkin. Um, I don't know who else uh, really... Unless it's a, unless it's domestic and it's Liam Williams. Um, I'd say it's an interesting one. It is, it is a proper thinker. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I just, oh, it's just always a bit awkward. Like promoters' idea of a big big fight is very different to the casual fans' idea of a big fight. Um, so yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, the other only bit of news that I've really gathered is obviously dates for sort of AJ Usyk. We're still waiting for that fight to be announced. Whilst uh, Fury Wilder Free is going ahead next month, um, very close to July now. Uh, September twenty fifth, AJ Usyk is. Apparently going ahead. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people aren't really giving credit to Usyk because he hasn't... He has a very thin resume at heavyweight, um, which is fair enough. Um, you know, I can see the argument's sake, and he is just abusing the WBO's rules where if you move up a weight class, you automatically become mandatory if you were a champion in the weight class below. Um, so, yeah, I can understand why people would be arguing about it. I can see why people are frustrated that, you know, Fury AJ didn't happen. And a lot of talk from Joshua as well in the past week that it's completely Tyson Fury's team's fault that the fight hasn't happened. Um, but still, AJ Usyk is a very good fight. And it's one of the best fighters that Anthony Joshua has fought, personally, in my opinion. And um, that's the way that I've seen it. Uh, so... Yeah, very much looking forward to this fight. I'm not going to lie. Um, I just think that Joshua's a bit too big. Um, but I do think it'll be a close fight up until the ending. Um, and that's why I'm not in the hole. Let's write off Usyk. Um, because he hasn't got a chance in hell. I don't see it like that. I just, you know, I'd favour Joshua to win. But that's more just on size. You know, this weekend with Barrios um, and Javante Davis was a great example. If Barrios was... You know, the Josh, if Barrios was Josh Taylor, um, I would have picked Josh Taylor to win because he is a world champion. He's at the top of his game. Uh, exactly the same with Anthony Joshua. Um, that's just the difference. You know, Usyk's fought the fringe world level guys. Um, or kind of European, I suppose. European kind of level. Um, but look, he's got the shot. Fair play to him. It'll be an interesting test. I would have loved to have seen Usyk Joyce. But uh, here we are. It's going to be an interesting fight September 25th. People shouldn't write off Usyk. It's going to be one hell of a fight, I'm sure. A very close encounter. Um, the Ukrainian um, skill set of Alexander Usyk uh, should not be written off against someone uh, like Anthony Joshua. But I just think those combination punches as well will kind of uh, hold AJ in good stead. Um, just the size, the size. Okay, yeah, I think that's everything. Um, 
thank you very much for watching or if you're listening on spotify thank you very much uh if you are watching on youtube please be sure to leave a like uh comment something for me down below to read uh, i had some comments last week which was a nice change i have to say and uh yeah be sure to subscribe if you're new uh i was thinking of changing this to an audio only version but with the success of last week's I think we're just going to keep the, the videos going. Uh, maybe comment that down below what you would prefer to see if you're really fussed about video. Or maybe I'll just get a overlay and we'll just do this as an audio version. It really depends. Um, you know, if you're listening on Spotify, it doesn't really matter uh, too much to you. But um, yeah, it's just an alternative option. I'm not too sure. So let me know down below. And uh, yeah, I will see you next week i don't know what we're going to do next week's episode on hopefully there's a, a fair bit of news and some announcements for us to go through uh but until then i will see you next week and have a lovely week take care bye bye